0: It's time for a new edition of the Blue White Illustrated Penn State Recruiting Podcast. He's Ryan Snyder. I'm Greg Pickle. We're recording at 10 a.m. Eastern Time on Tuesday, November 23rd. There's a very good reason we've told you that here to kick off this week's edition because, as you all know, the Penn State Board of Trustees Committee on Compensation is meeting at 3.45 p.m. on Tuesday, Many expect that could have to do with a contract, the extension, or a new deal, or something that would cement James Franklin's future and Penn State's future together, but we don't know, as Ryan and I sit here and record this on, again, 10 o'clock, 10.15 on Tuesday, November 23rd. So, Ryan, good morning, buddy. Good to be on here with you, and we just wanted to get that quick programming note out of the way, because many people are probably tuning into this and going to wonder either A, what info we do have on that, or B, <laughs> why we aren't discussing what info that may already be out there by the time you get to listen. So let's just start there.
1: Yeah. Big day, right? I mean, after so, uh, it, six... It could be, yeah. Yep. Seven, yeah, I think it's going to be a big day. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, it feels like it's been about two months of wondering uh, what will happen there, and then an extension of that. Is, is what would happen then with the class of 2022. So right. uh, I haven't spoken with too many recruits about this, their general reactions yet. You know, we, we will get that uh, when, when the news kind of becomes official. But I would say that over the last week or two, there definitely feels like something has switched. You know, the, there were at definitely a time in in October where I think guys were uh, maybe not openly uh Publicly, I guess, talking about being worried about it. But right. uh, behind the scenes I think there there definitely was, or at least maybe talking to their parents, I kinda got that impression. But uh, definitely something switched over the last couple of weeks. They they do Zooms every like other week as a class. So it wouldn't kind of surprise me if something happened there last week. I don't know exactly for sure, but I just know that as a as a group, they do that every couple of weeks and, and again it just Over the last 10 days or so, it feels like something really kind of switched there. So uh, that's good news for, I think, Penn State fans. That's good news for this class of 22 because it's one of the best in the country. And uh, we'll get into that a little bit here with with the updated on three rankings and, um, you know, where they kind of sit at the moment. But it's a stacked class no matter uh, how you look at it.
0: Yeah, and a few of those guys still competing for state titles in their respective states. One other big name who we're going to talk about here in a minute, knocked out of the playoffs but took his team, I believe, to uh, record heights in 2021 prior to his arrival at Penn State. So just one more programming note. Again, we're recording this early, so if you're thinking that you could skip ahead maybe and miss some of the recruiting talk and try and find a James Franklin or Penn State nugget about uh, talks and rumors and things like that, Deeper into this podcast, you're unfortunately gonna be disappointed. But the good news is, visit us at bluewhiteillustrated.com for the latest Penn State football and recruiting news, and we will have video reaction later to whatever happens uh, here on Tuesday at youtube.com/slash/bluewhiteillustrated, also in podcast form wherever you get your audio, just like where you may be listening to this episode. Okay, so Ryan tipped uh, the next part of the show here, and that's the release of the first uh, update to. Uh, from the fall to the on 300. So that came out on Monday. Penn State has uh, numerous commitments from the class of 2022 in the on 300. Let's start with the highest strength one, right? Yeah. You just saw him play recently. He's a five-star Drew Aller. He was previously number 21 in the rankings for on three. Now he's up to number 11. And I do actually want to take one quick detour here before we get into Drew because this is important, I think. People have been hitting us up on the lion's den board and also on social media and even some via text and other things about, well, when I look at the on three rankings, Penn state doesn't have any five stars. Why won't they update the rankings? And just explain real quick why that is the case. When you go to on three, when you come to blue, I Illustrated, you pull down the recruiting tab, you go to the team rankings, you're going to see something that's not necessarily in line with what on three rankings are. There's a reason for that.
1: Yeah. Well, so, with you know two forty seven, of course, uh, started by Shannon Terry, who has now started uh, on three. <clears throat> their their team rankings. Um, Do they have a actually? Do they have a composite team rankings and a normal team rankings? Uh, I actually I should double check on that before I run my mouth. But, uh, long story short, ours are just composite. Okay, it will always consensus. be whatever
0: you owe. Will... Consensus. The
1: yes. Consensus oh yeah, am consensus. I saying composite? Yes. Right. I'm mixing it up with two forty seven. The consensus, correct. Uh, so, <laughs> ours will always be. Uh, you know, all four of the major sites combined. Uh, so it will always be and ESPN equally weighted. Yep. and equally weighted rivals, 247 and on three. So when our updated rankings came out yesterday, it only changes the rankings uh, by 25%. Uh, and that's, and that's big. Uh, that, that That's a major shift um, from how they did it with 247. Now how they're doing it with us. Of course, when you add an extra, service it kind of makes it easier to split them all 25 uh, 25 so that kind of makes sense but when, when you when you look at our team rankings you, yeah you will see zero five stars and you'll see 16 four stars which is actually really good uh but that is just how how the consensus ranking works so uh with all, the on 300 now that is just the specific on three rankings and and that's how our staff led by charles power who we had on the on the podcast a couple of weeks ago um that's just how they're ranking it so I think I think it's going to take time, maybe for some people to, to kind of get used to that. I think we're going to have questions about that, Craig. Probably going well into 2023. Uh, it'll it'll take time, just like it took time for people to understand uh, with, with 247 previously and the composite and how that all worked. So, uh, but yeah, you you'll see zero five stars, 16-4 stars, and six uh, three star players when you pull up the team rankings. But always just remember that is the combination of all four sites, and that's how we will always rank them. Uh, because we feel like that is the best way uh, to really get a feel uh, for, for, for just how, how this class is viewed uh, overall. So, uh, one other thing too, of course, with our rankings is that they are weighted by the overall uh, number of commitments across the country, uh, which is right now uh, number, or which is right now 15. That is the average uh, of all the. Uh, I think it's not just Power Five schools, but it's really all the schools. I think our rankings go down to no, they go beyond 50. Uh, but just just keep that in mind. And that's why Penn State's number eight uh, because. Right now, if you were to weigh all these other rankings, too, uh, and and not just look at who has the most commitments, um, you know, Penn State would pretty much be be on pace to finish number eight, so that's that's why we have it like that. Uh, I think this will be a, a great way to kind of give Penn State fans a real feel for where this class is projected to finish, and not where it stands right now. Anybody who followed us with Rivals all those uh, all those years, and especially throughout the spring, you know, knows that uh, the way that system set up, it's just kind of however many commitments you have. If you have more points than everybody else, you're gonna you're gonna rise to the top. Uh, and this kind of Weighs that from happening and, and gives again a more accurate feel for where we project on the finish. We've always thought six, seven, eight would be where Penn State is kind of uh, projected this year, and that's exactly how this is this is playing out.
0: Penn State number 8 in the on-3 consensus team rankings as of Tuesday morning. Let's get into the on-300, Ryan. And Drew Aller leads the way, of course. Again, number 21, previously number 11 in the update. He is a 5-star according to on-3 ranking team. You just saw him play recently. What impressed you about him the second time now seeing him um, his Medina team again, went to the regional semifinals. I believe it was the first time they've ever done that. They made program. it to the finals. The finals. Yes. So sorry, this was yes. the finals. Yeah. Yes. 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 They, they, the <laughs> they won the semis
1: against, they won the semis against St. Ignat- Ignatius, I believe. Um, and then, yeah, they were playing St. Edward. This was their third time playing St. Edward in the last couple of years. Uh, and you know, it didn't, it didn't fare well for them. Uh, Drew, Drew would be the first to tell you that they, I think the final score was you know 41 to six, I believe something like that. Um, and, and it's no fault of Drew Allers. I mean, if you if you, I'll, I'll have highlights uh, from the, this specific game up uh, a little. Actually, they're up now uh, if if you're uh, an on three member. And and the, the main story, the main takeaway from this game was just that his his offensive line couldn't handle uh, Saint Edward, which is an all star team. I mean, they pull from. Eight or nine different counties throughout Cleveland. This is, you know, similar to the St. Joseph's preps that you see down in Philadelphia, uh, and, and we kind of knew that was going to be an issue. But uh, you know, for a major public school uh, to go up against these all-star Catholic teams, you know, this, this is just something that you see all across the country. But you know, for Drew's career, man, I, I learned he finished nine thousand, more than nine thousand yards passing, which is incredibly um impressive. Uh and and I learned a little bit more. I did an interview with Larry Laird, his his head coach this past week. You know, Drew actually didn't Drew was a freshman. So when Drew was a freshman, I learned, he didn't even start on the freshman team. He actually split times, which is is, is kind of wild, man. When when you see five star players and, and 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 you know the, the very best, those guys they come in right away and make a major impact. And and that was far from from the case with Drew Aller. So I uh, just thought that was really interesting. You know, he finished the year with 4,500 yards passing, or just, just a little under that, uh, 48 touchdowns and six interceptions, incredible stats. Uh, but, but I really just think, and, and coach Laird really hit on this on his rise is just something that we don't really see. You know, you don't see a guy go from three stars uh, in the, in the beginning of January, uh, all the way up to the number one quarterback in, in 11 months. And some of that has to do with the pandemic, but I think a lot of that has to do uh, with just how much commitment, how much time he's put in. You know, one thing that uh, his coach really hit on was that, you know, he does five hours just with coach in the off season of film. And like, that's, that's incredibly, and that's, that's excuse me, five hours a week. Uh, and, you know, he, did, he does more than with with his uh, dad at home. So I think that's just and speaks really, really highly of just kind of how committed he is to improving yeah. his game, and you see that, and and we really saw that uh, on on Friday night. You know, he was under pressure the entire night. He was sacked six times. He was probably hurried. I don't know, probably about a dozen or more. You know, he he, he it, it was it was tough uh, for for him to really you know uh, look down the field. But man, he he he. When he gets the opportunity, you know, to get three, four, five seconds. You know he's he's excellent at just finding his third read, sometimes finding his fourth read. Man, in this offense, they put five they put five wide receivers out there regularly. So, um, I think he had a hell of a career, man. Uh, You know, obviously his rise up to a five star is it's just something you're never really going to see. I I I can't remember the last time we saw a player go from a mid range three star. And granted, on three wasn't around back in January, but when you look at the other sites, uh, to, to to now the the you know, maybe not the consensus number one quarterback in the country, but he's he's like number one or number two when you look across the uh, across all the big sites. So, and he's a hell of a kid off the field too, man. That's just one thing um, that really really stands out to me about Drew. He's he's almost too polite, if that makes sense. Sometimes, <laughs> man, he's just uh, just I can't I I don't have enough good things to say about him. Um, really, really happy for for his whole career, and you know, it sucks the way it ended, but it, it's. You put in that work, man. This is this is what you get. So it's it's a great lesson for other guys to learn.
0: So Drew Aller again on threes, number one quarterback, number eleven nationally, and I think it says a whole heck of a lot about Mike Yersich's evaluation abilities that he singled out. Mm-hmm drew Aller pretty darn early on as the guy he wanted i think first at texas and then now of course at penn state and they're able to get this done despite interest from ohio state late despite interest from a lot of power five schools so he is one of the uh 25 guys expected to sign with penn state next month obviously we got ways to go that all has to get buttoned up but things looking good so far Let's move on to Penn State's second rated play, highest rated player rather in the class of 2022 according to the On Three rankings. It's Nick Singleton. Uh, he is number 20 in the On Three Hundred. He was previously number 24. His Governor Mifflin team plays Exeter for is it the district title this week? I believe district yep. three title. Yep. Exeter
1: and uh, Joey Schlaffler. Yep.
0: Yes. So class five A district three title game set for uh, Saturday, Friday night rather in uh, Shillington, Pennsylvania, but. Ryan, what uh, what do you make of this move? Obviously, just a small bump for him, but he's also a five star and you know, he on on three rankings.
1: Yeah, you moved up four spots, but uh, you know they on three was always going to progressively kind of add five stars, and and that's kind of what what happened here. He moved up a little bit, um, but I always expected him and Drew to be five stars. That was always just kind of a matter of time. But uh, dude, two thousand yards, forty two touchdowns in ten games uh obviously they they you know they do kind of run a uh i I guess not really an option but uh you know they they're they're incredibly run heavy team so the stats speak for themselves but i mean god he's averaging what 12 yards a carry or something like that and and it's just because he can do it every way man He, he has the speed he has the power uh and he has the vision too and that's something we're really starting to see i think you know from watching him more you know the one thing i think I don't want to call it a knock, but the one thing he could have approved on, at least in the beginning of the year, was really just following his blockers and not not just being a bulldozer, you know, but letting letting your tight end get one, let 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 your tackle yeah, hit one, and, and then you get in the open when you're field.
0: That talented, and you are really so much better than a lot of the teams you're playing. I think it would have to be almost uh, extremely challenging, if not impossible, to I mean develop that level of patience when you know you don't really need it. But I'm sure that'll be one thing to but, want him to. Showcase at the next level, no question.
1: But you have to because that's not going to be the case in next right. year. You know what I mean? So now's the perfect time to learn it. And and uh, I think you're just seeing that more. When, you know, when you watch his film, I'm hoping to go out and see him play Friday. I already tended this this exact game earlier in the year. Uh, it was a big win for Governor Mifflin, and I, you know, I love I love Joey. And and but it's going to be hard for them uh, to to get the upset here. I think Governor Mifflin is maybe. If they're not the best team in the state, they're they're absolutely the best team in five A, and they, they should be uh, getting Hershey this year. But I mean, look again. Singleton has everything. It's it's the power, it's the speed, it's the vision, and 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 that's why he's he's the number one back. And and we were talking to Charles Power. One thing Charles really likes about both these guys is that they're getting better. Like there's so many times where you know we get to junior year and and guys are kind of cemented in the rankings, and you know they they their progress as a senior doesn't weigh as much in, into these rankings as they probably should it's more so what they do as the sophomores and juniors and and we're really seeing you know both of these guys climb up uh and, and just get even better and, and you know as charles was saying to me in an interview yesterday uh that that's a sure sign uh that that they really like at least uh our, our run three um you know director uh that these guys are going to be legit at the, at the next level so I we've I don't know I've talked about Nick how many times I don't know how much else I could say about yeah. his uh, his potential um, but you know him Drew and and deny when, when you look at these yeah, next rankings I know there, we're right, get to 30, deny now
0: yep uh, number thirty seven in the latest on three hundred mm-hmm. was number thirty nine before
1: yeah I mean they, they they those three are clearly you know the top guys in this class and and it's a it's a good little margin uh, between them and, and and the rest of the. Uh, of everybody in the on three rankings yeah, but So those three it,
0: guys are top 40 uh and the next one that we'll get to here in a sec is uh 173 so yeah quite a yeah. big difference there uh let me just transition real quick on deny what do you make of the fact that even though he was injured and didn't play as much of his senior year as he would have liked that he still rated and ranked the way he is and do you think he'd possibly be higher if he had, had a full season or is this about right for him you know no matter what
1: Um, I, I feel, I feel it's pretty, pretty much correct. And and the one reason, I think the one difference kind of between rivals and on three is, uh, I think in on three, we're going to put a little more stock into measurables and, you know, what, what you do, you know, 40 and testing times. I know, um, you know, obviously rivals has, has a, has a camp and, 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 you know, we, they put a lot of stock into that. But, uh, to me, I just, I just get the impression from talking to Charles and, and the guys here that, you know, forty times and and shuttle times and things of that sort are, are going to have a little bit of an impact, and and that's one area where Denai can genuinely improve. Uh, you know, he's never been a much of a blazer. You know, never been. He's incredibly powerful, and and he, he's a smart player. You know, those are the two things that you know I think really stand out about Denai. Um, but as far as like you know, running guys down from the backside, things of that sort, that's never really been his strength. I believe he ran. I'm trying to look it up now. Yeah, he ran a 497.40. Now, that was at the Under Armour uh, Baltimore camp, which had a crazy headwind. Like, every 40 we saw that day was pretty slow. So, he's probably a little bit better than that. Um, you know, 29-inch vertical, that's that's pretty good for someone at 255. But, again, he, he's just a really technical player and a smart player, which is, which is awesome. But the one area where he can improve – you know, compared to some other guys in this class, it's just it's just those those um, you know those measurables that and, and that's what's great about him going to Penn State. You know, working with the White Gall, who's been you know I think one of the best trainers in the country uh, when it comes to really making guys stand out at the combine and whatnot. I, that should really I think only help his uh, help his progression. But but to me, yeah, Denies pretty much where he should be Uh, because you, because you look at some of the other edge rushers in this class and they just have some freaky numbers. And and that's, and that's to me, I think that's really the difference of why he's number 37 and not a five star um, like some other guys.
0: Moving along here, let's round out the top five with a one-two punch. Abdul Carter, another PA prospect mm-hmm. who's committed in this class. He drops one spot from 172 to 173. And then you have Cam Miller, who dropped from 194 to 163. Uh, Corner, who played mostly quarterback as a senior, which I think probably plays as much of a role well, in that as anything. But go ahead on Carter and Miller. He played a lot of
1: cornerback at Ferdinandina Beads. And I don't... I don't... I don't believe Cam started as a quarterback this year, but then he started playing more of it throughout the year. You are correct. Yes, no, you are correct. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah,
0: that's right. Yep.
1: But, yeah, yeah. I I mean, Cam's season's been incre- – Like, I know – I believe Cam got a concussion halfway. Okay, one, Cam doesn't talk, right? Like, we talked about this a lot of times. It's been hard to read. Trinity Christian isn't a school that, you know, is very uh, open to doing a bunch of media interviews and whatnot. So, he's been hard to follow. I can follow from a distance. I believe he got a concussion earlier this year. It had him out for a couple games. And then just his, his highlights are, uh, you know, just not – updated regularly too so it's just kind of hard to follow exactly where he's been playing but but cam put up some really impressive numbers i know at a couple camps and and that's that's a big reason why he is ranked as highly as he is at on three and um you know abdul carter i've talked about him him a bunch of times you know running his four or five uh what is it four five shuttle or no four five forty and a four four shuttle um you know that that's that's what, again, I, I think 1-3 is going to be really high on on these kind of measurable situations. And, uh, you know, obviously we're, we're watching film and, and, you know, guys are standing out. But, uh, you know, the guys that put up the freaky numbers, um, that, that's going to help them. And, and to be completely honest, I feel like that really aligns with how Penn State does things too. I mean, Penn State is very heavy on coming to camp, putting up awesome numbers. And then, boom, you're, you're going to rise into somebody they seriously consider. Abdul Carter is the perfect example of it. I mean, he was kind of – they liked him in the beginning, and they kind of dropped off a little bit on Abdul. And then, man, when he came to camp and, and put up those those numbers that he did, I think he had like a 30-foot broad jump too, which shows explosion. Uh, that's when that's when Abdul became, um, you know, one of Penn State's top, top true linebacker targets. So, I think that's uh, a major reason why he's ranked as highly as he is. And then Cam Miller, you know, I didn't hit on his time, but, you know, he had a 4-2 – four two shuttle and a four five and this was at a camp i think two years ago i believe this was 2019 you know and, and guys are always progressing and getting better so i wouldn't surprise me if he's running you know high four fours now uh and you know his, his shuttle time was always pretty legit so again i think measurables play a big part in on three and i think that's why you're seeing these guys as high as they are compared to some other rankings
0: we're halfway through this edition of the blue white illustrated penn state recruiting podcast we're also halfway through Five of the 10 players that are committed to Penn State in the class of 2022 who are ranked in the latest on 300. You can find that, of course, at on3.com. Find us at bluewayillustrated.com. Ryan, let's just go through the final five here, and you can kind of take this whatever direction you want. It includes two players who were previously unranked. Katron Allen is up to the number 200 player in the country. KJ Winston, uh, from Dematha, Maryland, was previously unranked. He's now 280. And between those two, you have Drew Shelton at 224, Caden Saunders at 231, and Jerry Cross at 266. Those three all droppers from where they were before.
1: Yeah, there's one guy that stands out there, right? It's got to be Caden Saunders, and, and and this is what I wrote on the board yesterday. I, I definitely believe that's too low, and that's his going to be a guy that <laughs> I talked to Charles about a good bit. I think, and 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 look, uh, our guys can't possibly evaluate everybody in person and i feel like caden's senior season film where you know he didn't have a, a what i would consider a, a top-notch quarterback i mean he had to play quarterback most of the year uh, from what i've gathered you know playing a lot of wildcat you know it's limited and in, in the routes he got to run and whatnot and i feel like that played a major part in, yeah. in this happening so you know with him going to the under armor game here and uh, what is it about a month and a half I know our our guys are going to be there. They're going to be at the All American All American Bowl in San Antonio too, and I feel like that's going to be uh, his opportunity to to kind of show on three that they may have uh, gotten this ranking wrong. I, I do I do feel like Caden Saunders to me he's absolutely a top one hundred fifty prospect. And you know when we were with rivals, I was really pushing for him to be a top one hundred prospect. So I, I still kind of feel that. Uh, you know that's his ceiling, uh, to me. I, I feel. I mean, I, I was pushing for him to be a top ten quarterback or a top ten wide receiver in the country uh, before we made this switch. So um, I, I still feel like that way. I mean, he ran a four four forty. He has a four one shuttle, which is incredibly. You know, shows incredible burst. Um, you know, broad jump was one hundred and ten inches. I forget what that equals uh, <laughs> in feet, but I know. I know he. You know, I think it was like twenty eight or something like that. It was. It was a pretty good number. So, um, you know, Caden to me, man, he's one of those guys you got to see in person. And I got to see him in Atlanta out at of camp this year. And uh, you know, that's where I was sold that, Oh, okay. We're, we're sleeping on this guy a little bit. So, uh, but Katron Allen and, and KJ, I'll hit on them quick. Uh, Katron uh, not being ranked originally was always a little bit of a head scratcher, uh, but his his IMG film, you know, the, the one thing about IMG is you can watch all their, all their games on, on YouTube. So they were able to get a really good watch it. All of his, you know, all of his tape this year, the good and the bad. And uh, you know, he's certainly been putting up great numbers. He's another guy. It's kind of hard to track down stats for or whatnot, but you know, we talked about this the other week on the podcast. Like every time, every time we do, we do get numbers and information on them. Uh, he's crushing it. So, um, you know, Katron's, he's definitely more of a, uh, a bruiser. You know, I think he had a four, six, five 40 at, at one of the camps a year or two ago. Uh, but he also had like a four two shuttle, uh, which is, which is really good numbers. Uh, so, you know, I think that's, I think he was kind of due. I was kind of surprised he wasn't in the ranking. So 200 makes sense to me there. Uh, And KJ Winston was somebody I wrote about, what, back in August as somebody who I felt uh, deserved to be a four-star. I felt like he was underrated at the time, and uh, he's absolutely gone out and proved that. And KJ's another guy who can improve uh, measurables, and I think that's why he's ranked where he's at, uh, towards the bottom of the 300 instead of a little bit higher. You know, he was another one who came to that Baltimore Under Armour camp, and he ran a 4.840 that day, which I know fans are probably like, oh, that sounds slow. But, again, I I can't stress enough, like, (laughs) that that headwind that these guys ran into that day just messed up everything. I mean, the numbers, I really shouldn't even probably be sharing those numbers because everybody was at least a tenth, probably more like two tenths slower than what they really were. So, to me, I think that number should probably be – Probably like a high four six something like that, but but everything else checks out with him. You know, he has a I think a thirty one inch vertical. You know, there, there's a lot of other things. And then when you when you watch his film this year, and he just he was the best player at the Matham. The math is a stacked team. I mean, he was consistently on offense and defense. The guy who made a difference for them. So I think he absolutely deserves to be a four star. And Penn State has is it. Is it twelve? Four? I think it's more than that. I forget what their actual four star number is. I think it's twelve or thirteen uh, total four stars. You know, guys who are outside. No, let me think here. It is. I think it's fourteen because we have ten inside the on three hundred. We have there's Makai Flowers, Anthony Ivey, Jerry Cross, and Tyler Johnson. So that's fourteen. Um, you know, guys with four star ratings at on three, which which I think is pretty good. And I think if uh, you know you got to ask Penn State's class or Penn State's coaches about it, which we will come signing day. I think they'll, they'll, they'll agree that that's pretty, pretty accurate to what their board is.
0: All right. Well, 10 Penn state players in the new on 300 consensus, which was just updated. I'm sorry. The on 300 uh, just updated the on three consensus team yeah. rankings. We'll get all this straight. I promise. Uh, Penn state is number eight <laughs> at this point in time. All right, Ryan, let's move on to, uh, and you can all again, check that all out. Blue oil and on three.com. Um, To move on to the Rutgers game, Penn State's final home game of the season brought uh, visitors to town for one last time on a game day. It's been a pretty interesting year. On a different episode, we're going to eventually take a look back at kind of all the highs and lows and everything else that went into Penn State's first chance to host prospects for games since 2019. But let's just move through the Rutgers situation here quick. Noon kick. Not great for visitors. Rutgers, not great for visitors. Uh, November, not always great for visitors. So let's just run through here quick how yeah. things worked out for Penn State on uh, on a day where they win twenty eight nothing.
1: Yeah, I mean this was definitely the I think the smallest recruiting list of the year. I wasn't at. Uh, I actually if I go back to Villanova, it's probably comparable to that. Of course, I was at the. I was at. Uh, I was watching deny that day. You you were there for for that, but. I, obviously, we have the list. I don't have to pull it up. But uh, this, this was definitely the, you know, when it comes to scholarship guys, you know, certainly one of the smaller crowds. But there were a few key guys added that I didn't have on the ris- uh, the list of, uh, originally. Excuse me. Um, one of the big guys, of course, was Dakari Nelson uh, out of Selma, Alabama. <laughs> I was told he drove to Penn State. From Alabama. He drove, I mean, that's like a – from Alabama with like multiple children. You know, like I think it's—I think he has a couple younger siblings. And, uh, well, I
0: mean, if that doesn't—that
1: that doesn't indicate his interest,
0: what does? The- <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, well, so
1: yeah, I was shocked, man. I was like, I was talking to some people about. It. I haven't talked to the car about it, but I was told he drove. I mean, that's twenty-eight hour round trip, man, to watch Penn State I, play Rutgers. I didn't Rutgers like, I didn't at like noon.
0: driving home from. I didn't like driving home from Columbus, uh, let alone nah. from Alabama I State like, College for Penn State Rutgers. Whew.
1: Yeah, I didn't like driving back from uh, Cleveland the other night to watch Drew. You know that was three and a half. So I mean, just uh, that that really stands out to me. I think Auburn is is probably the the main team to watch with him. They're they're pushing yeah. hard. He's visited a couple of times, uh, but but yeah, I think that really speaks to his interest in Penn State. And uh, this was somebody they've been working on hard uh, to get up here. So he's a safety prospect, six three, one ninety four, again um, from Selma, Alabama. So that was a really good. Uh, addition to the list and somebody that i think we're going to be talking about more and when i was getting when i was speaking with uh, sources i guess you say uh to to work on my offers board which we're gonna we're gonna finish the defensive backs here this week uh this was somebody they they really hit on is you know we have a really good relationship with him we have to get him on campus and then sure enough a couple days later he, he shows up he was actually expected for the michigan game and was unable to make it so um you know just just a good Good sign for Penn State there, with with a player from Alabama who uh, right now is number 163 in the on three consensus. So uh, just a couple other guys, quick. We will mention Sam Pendleton. He ended up getting an offer. Um, uh, I think he's going to be a guard, uh, 6'4, 285 from from North Carolina. Uh, Ty House really is kind of his main recruiter right now, and uh, they haven't. They, I didn't. I don't get the sense that they've been talking for a long time, but. Uh, I know he had a, a good, good chat with the staff when he was up here this past weekend. And right now I think NC state and Michigan are probably going to be Penn state's top competitors there. He's actually going to Michigan this upcoming weekend for the Ohio state game and was at NC state a couple times already. He had a lot of good things to say. It really just the amount of time that Penn state put in, put into meeting with him and his family before the game. And I don't, I don't get the sense a lot of other schools do that because whenever I speak with these guys, man, they, they really rave about how much Penn state. Uh, how much time Penn State gives to them, you know, two, three hours before a game. So I think that's really interesting. And then one other guy we got to mention here is Kamar Archie. He's a 2025 player. Okay. Yeah, I know. 2025, long way to go. He originally was 2024, and then he reclassified when he went to the Hun School. Uh, he's originally from Trenton, New Jersey. Six one, one ninety five. Probably a linebacker, the next level. Uh, he was also up this past weekend. You know, for a twenty twenty five player, he's already got a handful of really nice offers: West Virginia, Virginia, uh, Rutgers is also in there. Boston College, Illinois. And again, we're talking about a, a really young kind of player. But this is someone who Penn State's going to be recruiting hard uh, in, in the upcoming years. And I believe this was his first time on campus so another uh solid i mean you know a couple couple handful of guys this was a really heavy walk-on list so it's kind of what you expect for ruckers at noon i I don't know how else to spin
0: Right. Well, still, you get guys on campus, you never know what it could lead to down the road, be it walk-ons, yeah. be it scholarship guys, what have you. So, Ryan, any final thoughts here? Um, let me hit you with this, uh, mostly so I can roll the clips and let my dog out of the room. We're recording this. Um, Bo <laughs> Pervola, not in the on-300, but he was at Rutgers. Uh, any final thoughts on that? We'll go out on that note.
1: I love Bo. I don't know what else I can say. Uh, I've been talking about Bo for a long time. You know, he's a, he's a three-star with the on three. I think he's one of the smartest quarterbacks uh, I've been able to watch over the years. Uh, you know, yeah, he's not, he doesn't have the cannon that Drew Aller has, uh, but he makes incredibly smart decisions. Uh, he, he, he can run the ball a little bit better, although uh, I watched Drew make some really impressive runs the other night, too. But, uh, you know, I, I, it sucks that Bo got knocked out of the playoffs the other week. And I was really hoping to kind of see him get to the District 3 championship. I, I think they would have really given Harrisburg a good name or a good game, but. It is what it is, man. But he had a hell of a career. He's going to go down as one of the best quarterbacks in Central PA's history. Probably the best player ever from New York County. No. And, and, and I think if anybody's overlooking him uh, for, for this quarterback competition in the years to come, which we now definitely need to include Christian Bayou in, by the way. Mm-hmm. I think a lot of people were skipping him the last couple of yep. months. Not doing um, that that young man. Yeah, that young man made a – you know, made a, made a great first impression. I'm happy for Christian, too, man. He's he's an awesome kid. Man, he has an awesome quarterback room coming up. Like, just cool cats. You know, like, really good guys. You know, they, they, they're they going to be all excellent leaders. And, uh, you know, they, they can zip it, too. So, we'll leave it at that.
0: He's Ryan Snyder, I'm Greg Pickle, and this has been another edition of the Blue White Illustrated Penn State Recruiting Podcast. Visit us, bluewhiteillustrated.com, for all the latest Penn State news and notes. Check us out on YouTube, youtube.com slash bluewhiteillustrated, and find us wherever you get your audio. We will see you next time.